Think you need to compromise who you are to advance your career as a black or brown woman? Think again. Because there's a playbook for corporate America and those aren't the rules. But you won't find it in college or on the job. I know, because I learned the hard way. And now I'm here to show you how the game is played. Hi, I'm Linda Talaferro, the Vice President of Quality at a global technology company and founder of The Tea, The Extra Effort, where I help black and brown women like you change the trajectory of their career with one-on-one coaching, workshops, and this podcast, Being Brown at Work. If you want to know how black and brown women are navigating everything from microaggressions to being the only person of color in the room so they can blaze their trail through corporate America, listen now. Greetings, greetings, everyone. It is that time of the week of which you always hear me say, and I always say I'm not going to say it, but you know what? I'm going to quit saying I'm not going to say it because it is my favorite time of the week. And if I didn't say it, you guys would wonder what was going on. Okay. It is my favorite time of the week. Being Brown at Work Live. And you can already see I have another phenomenal woman that I was blessed to connect with. And we're going to get right into this because what she has to share is something we haven't talked about in the couple of years I've been doing this live, right? I mean, we've not talked about what it looks like when you report to someone that looks like you, right? You're a black and brown woman and you report to somebody that looks like you. We had talked about it because it doesn't happen often, but when it does happen, we want to kill some misconceptions. We want to we want to shift some mindsets around that and we want to calibrate you for success. So let's dig right into this. I'm going to introduce you to yet this phenomenal woman. I know I said it already, but I'm telling y'all, I feel so honored and blessed that these women are in my network. Erica Tiffany Wells is the co-founder of Women of Color Automotive Network, a nonprofit established in 2020 and dedicated to providing resources and community needed to help minority women succeed in automotive. It's WOCAN, Women of Color Automotive Network. So if you're in the automotive industry, connect, become a member of WOCAN. Her automotive career began in 2005, working as a service writer for a small Napa Auto Care Center, You Save Auto Repair. In 2006, okay, listen to this, because look, I, I am about auction cars, but when I saw this woman's bio, I was like, what? She does this? In 2006, she obtained her dealer's license as an independent and began flipping auction cars with her business partner. Over the course of her journey, she has been recognized as one of the peak performance achievers for Audi of America, that was in 2016, awarded the Flo Kennedy Award by Real Women Atlanta Magazine, that was in 2019, and nominated for the Rising and Community Excellence Rights Award for her contributions to women in the automotive field. She was also named one of the Automotive News 40 Under 40. That was just last year, 2021. In many of these positions, Erica was the only. And as a double minority, it became clear just how lonely it was at the top. Understanding the complexities of an unintentional bias and discrimination in the automotive industry, Erica became passionate about changing the way women are viewed and treated in the automotive space. 
her vision and passion for helping women consider non-traditional careers to attain a higher level of success, both personally and professionally, is her motivation to making moves in the auto industry. Okay, look, I've been in the auto industry commercially for over 30 some years. Erica Tiffany Wells didn't exist back then, but she does today. And I am so grateful for it. Welcome to Being Brown at Work Live, Erica. Thank you so much. What a warm welcome. And Linda, you've just been amazing. I've been so looking forward to having this conversation with you and to talk and just following all the amazing things that you're doing. So congratulations and kudos to you. And thanks for having me. Ah, it's an honor. It's a privilege. We're just going to jump right in. Because as I said in the beginning, this is a topic I've not bridged, but it needs to be discussed. And when you and I had our discovery call, this is what just rose among the many things, obviously, we could talk about, given your career that started so many years ago, and really the nuances around it, because it's a different side of the automotive industry, right? But because there is a lot of stuff that exists, and I'm just going to call it stuff, okay, that exists in the corporate space when you report to somebody that looks like you. So when you're a black or brown woman and you report to a black or brown woman, there are some unfortunate and fortunate things that exist. So, so Erica, why don't you jump right in and share with me why this was something that was really near and dear to your heart to talk about? Uh, absolutely. Uh, coming up into the automotive industry, um, there were so many times that there was people that didn't look like me. And as I continued to grow up into management, um, you know, there was less and less African-Americans and less and less African-American women at the top. But prior to when I was working um, at the at there, especially with the business development center and the BDC, where um, we had a call center and all the incoming leads come in, there were a lot of black women. And um, those were, you know, they were single moms, they were getting hired. The pay made sense. There was a commission aspect to it. Uh, and one would come on and then she'd refer a friend. Next thing you know, you know, we had a nice little community. But I noticed really quickly that there were challenges. And it was challenges because I was managing them and then there was people managing me and the stereotypes and the misconceptions that would come in and the frustrations that would happen within this tribe and this sisterhood uh, and how we would try to relate to each other like sisters and friends. But then there was those mm. times I had to be the boss. You know, when I had to be the boss, they'd be like, so you, why are you treating me like that? Where did this come from? And, and you know, why right. are you different? And why are you treating me harder? And why are you being, you know, angry with me? And you didn't treat her like that. Or, you know, there was just these complicated conversations yes. that started to happen. And I had a challenge to look at myself and ask myself those questions. Am I being hard on her? Am I letting the stereotypes that people think uh, resonate in my mind so that I'm being even more careful with you? And there was reasons why, you know, uh, a lot of times we don't get second chances, Linda. We don't get second chances in the political system. We don't get second chances in the, you know, civil system, whether it's, you know, in the medical system is so many different industries. Any system. It, it doesn't matter oh. the system, right, Erica? I mean, <laughs> I mean, you just mentioned three and you didn't even see corporate system. I mean, it doesn't matter the system. You're absolutely right. We don't get second chances. Go ahead. Yes. No. And because of that, I found my desire to make sure that they won to protect these women and say, hey, I want the best for you, causing me to treat them different. Mm. And I had to be realistic with myself because at one point you want to you want to have that, I'm not treating you any different. And we have our own biases, right? Sure. Yes. I'm just being tough. I'm being tough on everyone. But I would take her to the side and say, 
hey, listen, you know, you can't be late. You know how they, you know what they're going to think about us. We're late. The CP time, color time, that's a joke here. But come on. But, but maybe somebody else in the department who was late, I'd be a little bit more forgiving. You know, so why did I have this bias? Why am I mm. not to my sister? Yes. Because yes. I yes. see her and I say, I don't want them to look at you that differently because they're going to give her a pass, a pass that I don't think they're going to give you. And I've had the, heard these conversations from some of my bosses and my leaders and say, you know, while one person can be late because they're going to go pick up their grandma is okay, but her leaving to pick up her kids is not okay. And the viewpoint they have on that is different. Yes. Yes. And Erica, I think that's so important. This is why this this conversation is so critical, because these are things that you are privy to, right? What leadership thinks, how they view things that you're privy to, that the people reporting to you are not. They're thinking it's all about Erica. Yeah. And Erica's unfair. And Erica is, look, I'm like her. I'm a sister. How come she's not giving me the it's not even about that, right? It's the fact that you know what they're thinking and seeing because you've heard it, they've said it, they've articulated it. And it is to the benefit of the individual because, we, I mean, systems are changing. Yes, they are. Slow. <laughs> <laughs> Slow. But they're changing, okay? But they haven't, I mean, we don't have the 180. There is not a level playing field here. Right. Inclusivity doesn't exist right now. Equity, we are not, it, it's not there yet, right? So equality, I should say. So that is not there yet. And that is what you're trying to share right here to say, look, yeah, yeah okay, you can't be late because that's the stereotype and you're walking in the stereotype. And I'm trying to articulate to you what they are saying. No, not what I think they're saying, what I know they're saying. And I thinking. Know saying. What I know they're saying and thinking. Go ahead, Erica. I think that's what's so, uh, the reason why I interrupted you uh, because I think it's so important for us as black and brown people to understand, especially black and brown women, get out of your own way. Don't think that just because your boss happens to be black and brown, that they are doing something that's against you. Now, I will say this, Eric, before you continue. Everybody that looks like us ain't us. I understand that, okay? <laughs> and I'm not, okay, for those of you out there that's thinking, okay, Linda, you and Erica, look, y'all talking. But okay, yes, Erica recognizes it. I recognize that. Those are few and far between. I will say, okay, I'm going to, oh, I'm going to say it's few and far between. They exist. That's true. However, above and beyond that, and even if you are in that situation, listen to what this woman is sharing with you, these nuggets, this experience, which she knows to be true, because even if you're in that situation, you still need to rise above. Right. Continue, Erica. Yes. No, you're right. Um, and it becomes a trust factor. Who can I trust? Yes. What are yes. conversations that I can trust you? And yes. a lot of times what we what we will do is we will sacrifice our friendship with what we think is an ally, one of our own, to be able mm. to rise up. And so you think you're doing a favor by going to say something about me as your leader and as your boss, because you think that you're going to get favor outside of our organization, our community with the upper management by telling on me, by by showing them the cards, by saying something, you know, it was small things that would happen, but it would come in and and my boss would say, yeah, they threw you under the bus yesterday. And I was like, what happened? And he said, I'd come in and, you know, maybe I'd already text my boss and said that, hey, I need to go do something with my kids and I'll be in at a certain time. But they'd come up to him and say, hey, uh, where's Erica? She hasn't come in yet. 
you know, instead of just texting me and saying, hey, Erica, you haven't come in yet. I had a question about something. I had already told him. But I'd come back to my ladies. I'd say, ladies, guys, give me grace, right? Give me the same grace that you yes. would want to give you. Because there's a lot of things that I don't take to upper management because it's between me and you. Because yeah. we can handle it. They don't need to know all the struggles and things yeah. that you're going through, right? All they need to know that you're a dang good worker. You're going to do your job. And if you can do your eight-hour shift, in six hours, I don't care when you get here. So he doesn't need to know, right? Because I'm taking care of you because I have your back. Oh Give me that same grace. Have my yes. back that same way. Because you know when I come in, whether it's at 10 a.m. or 8 a.m., I'm going to deliver. And those are the bonds and the fundamental trust that we have to have as a tribe with each other. But a yes. lot of us all competing for that, same, for that same honor or that privilege of being accepted by people that don't look like us. I want to be That's accepted. It. So I because be accepted. Yes. I'm willing to yes. sacrifice all those around me to be the one that's in with the good guys. You know? The crabs in the barrel mentality, right? Let me pull you down because I want to be seen. I want to be at the top of that barrel, right? I want people to see me. When everybody can eat, we all can raise to the top of the barrel. We all can. Right. If we have the mentality that you're talking about, Erica, right? Too, absolutely is. Since you've walked that path before, I talk about my girlfriend, Carrie Wise. She's a co-founder of Wokan with me. She's the mm. marketing officer uh, in the automotive industry at a Fortune 500 company. And I, mm. when I hear her, I'm just, I'm just so amazed and proud of who she is. And I, I looked at her as a, as a friend tour, is what I call it, a friend and a mentor. And one of the things I tell her when I watch her is that you climbed through windows so that I could walk through the doors. You know, oh. she's been doing this for 20 years in the oh. auto. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. See these nuggets my guests drop? I have to repeat them. You climb through windows so I can walk through doors. Yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Erica. Yes. aware of my own privilege in this opportunity yes. in this space to be able to walk at the door and sit at the table that she couldn't get to, that she's watched for 20 years to get there. So when she gives me advice, when she gives me feedback, when she tells me things that hurt my feelings, I have to remember that it's coming with 20 years of experience. And so she's coming from a place that I can trust her, even though I don't get it, even when it hurts, even when I don't understand, I have to believe that my sister has my best, my best. Yes, my best. yes. When I'm talking to my mentees and I'm reminding them that I've been where you've been, my girl, I have sat in your shoes. I know what it's like. I get the frustration. But if you walk out this office and slam the door and say you're not coming back to work and how mad you are, you're going to write a letter. We're not going to get we're not going to get yeah, we're not going to rise up. I'm not going to be able to protect you from the things that could happen uh, in the corporate America, in the automotive industry or any industry. Um, right. Again, they don't give us that second chance all the time. No, they don't, Erica. They don't. I mean, that was just I mean, everything you just said. Oh my gosh, resonated so much with me. And I know I landed, it landed with the audience as well. And, and I want everybody to really grasp that. I mean, these are, when you have these situations and you've got a mentor or you've got someone you're reporting to or someone that's in the seat before you, they know they have dealt with the crap. I know I have, which is why I started being brought at work, the T, the extra effort, because I didn't want 
women that look like me to deal with I dealt with 30, 35 years ago, right? And that's exactly what Erica is talking about. So what we need to do, shift our mindset. It's not about targeting you. We're not about after you. We're about helping you. We're about open, we're preventing you from making the same mistakes, from tripping over the same landmines, because they can be landmines in your career. This is what we're about. So, So Erica, I mean, we're getting to the point now and see every time we do this, y'all, you know, when I have these phenomenal guests, time just flies, right? And so we're getting to the point where we're going to be closing this and wrapping this down. But what I always want to do is provide nuggets, actionable things, Erica, that our other fellow sisters, black and brown women can do, you know, if they're, if they're faced with some of the things we've talked about and they're not sure how to navigate it, right? What would you offer to them? What would be the three to five things, if not more, with, that you would offer to them? Uh, one thing is that I would say is be authentic and be genuine. Mm. Just represent each other because we're not willing to tell our true selves and be authentic and tell our true stories. Mm. Um, a lot of times with professionals, we want to say leave home and leave, leave your personal at home. And when you come to work, be at work. Uh, and it causes us as African-American women, we already don't feel like we're being ourselves. We already feel like we have to leave our big personalities, our big hair, our, our, our cl- everything yes. that makes us us at home. Yeah. Right. And so what yes. I want to do is make sure that you feel safe and that you feel that you're in a position and a place to be yourself. And I want to be able to help you. And I want to be able to, we have to create that trust. So I need to know what's going on with you and we need to be able to communicate. So one thing I would say is create a level of communication with your boss where you can be authentic, where you can talk to her as a, as a friend and a sister, respect her as your, as your leader though, right? Yes. Because she has yes. to make tough decisions. And I know that you're telling me what's going on with at home or what's in your family, your personal life, and you may need some time off where you need me to advocate for you for a raise, where you may need more money and I'm going to have your back, right? But we have to be able to have trust where you tell me what's going on, allow me to assess that, package it the way it needs to be packaged, and then deliver that to my managers in a way that's going to be acceptable, right? Absolutely, Erica. And I want to pause for a second because I tell my audience, I tell my clients all the time, who you are personally is who you are professionally. Don't separate the two. And what Erica is just telling you is if you allow that piece of yourself, the personal side of yourself to show up so you can be fully authentic, then bosses like Erica Wells can advocate for you when you need that advocacy. But when you're sitting around thinking, oh, I don't come to work to make friends or I don't do that, and blah, 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 and it's none of my business or they're trying to be nosy and all that other stuff that you bring, okay, mindset, mindset, right, that you bring into the workplace, then you're going to be where you are. Continue, Erica. Uh, another thing I would say is um, let's be careful with the, the gossip and let's be careful mm. that we want to say and talk about each other. Yes. There's enough things that are bringing us down in this society. Outside influences, things that people have, the stereotypes, the bias, the racist comments, all of those things are already out there and against us. Mm. Let's not create it in our own community. Let's not create it in our own workplace, right? It's so easy just to want to say something about someone because we think that we're, we're giving the office tea and that we're talking down. And when you talk down on me, when you... When you bring me down, when you bring your other sisters and brothers that work with you down, um, we're just suppressing the greatness that we have within us. And it, it, it causes them to let they don't even like each other. Right? They don't even get along with each other. So we have to get past that by closing our mouth. And I say, bring it to me. 
if you have a concern, you have an issue, please bring it to me. Allow me the opportunity to fix it. Allow me the opportunity to, to make it better and to make it right. Because a lot of times we don't give each other that chance because we're afraid. It's fear. Sure. What are you going to sure. judge? What are you going to say? What are you going to think? Fear-based. Yes. Yes. Fear-based. It's, it's interesting now because a lot of the women and men that I worked with in the past thought I was being hard on them, looked back and came to me and said, I appreciate everything that you mm. Right. I appreciated those mm. tough conversations because we'd go. I would I would not address things in a in a group setting, take them in the back and have a one on one conversation. I'd talk to them like my sister or brother. And I'd say, This is absolutely unacceptable. And I wouldn't do that out there because I don't want anybody to see me have this kind of conversation with you one on one. But it's because I love you. It's because yes. I care about you. It's because I want more. And if you were my brother or my sister, I would want someone to come and tell me. Right. I would want someone yes. to tell my family members like I'm telling you what it's going to take for you to win in this industry, right? Yes. It's yes. coming in. It's going to be to show up and to give 110%, right? And that if anything is going to stop you, it can't be your work ethic, you know? If anything is going to stop you, it's not going to be the things that everybody's saying about you because your work can speak for you. And mm -hmm. that's what I had to do. I don't care what everybody else is going to say. Can she make it? Will she make it? They expect us to fail. I had a guy tell me, he said, well, I hired a, I had a, I hired a, a black person once and it didn't work out. As if to say that that one person could have some type of representation <laughs> on the whole Black America because one time it didn't work out. Like I said, that's how people say I don't get a second chance because they say, well, yeah, it didn't work out. What does that mean? So right. if those stereotypes already exist, right. I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that you don't become that stereotype. Yes, 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 yes. Times when you do make bad choices, when I do have to have a hard conversation to say this position is not going to work out for you, don't come back to me and say it's because you're black. Don't come back and say it's because exactly right. I don't care about you or because I, I bought into the system, right? Sometimes I've had to make really hard decisions to my own people because you were not a good employee. And that is yeah. the only reason why. Bottom line, that's, that's the reason. The reason why. That's and exactly right. back later and came and said, you did me a favor. You did me a favor because I thought that because we had something that I could get a pass. And I said, if I give you that pass, when I'm gone, you ain't going to have that pass anymore. Right? So I'm trying to set you up to win. And I'll give you a few, like, you know, coupons that you can turn in. But at some point, the coupons expire. Expire. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to tell you for the real world. It's the same thing I do with my children. We came yeah. to Illinois, and uh, it's a very small African-American population. It's 4% here, right? And my mm -hmm. son how tough it is and how he wants to go to a neighboring school that has a higher African-American population. I told him, I said, son, this is the real world, right? Yes. This is, you yes. need to learn these experiences and you need to learn right. how to get around, get, a, you know, get used to people who are around you who don't look like you. Don't look like you? Yes. Because that's I real. I sent my daughter to the same environment, educated, same yes. one. And so yeah. when my employees yes. that work with me, I'm telling them, be, be glad that we're in an environment right now where there's a lot of us that look like each other. But as you continue to move up into other environments, mm -hmm. it's not going like to be that way. That's right. looking for an ally. And if you haven't created the skill set to create the ally, because when I walk in a room, I'm looking for the other black people. I'm like, you, sister, I'm coming to sit at your table. I'm coming to eat. Right? I'm going to create a system in the yes. house. Yes, yes, yes. For we're sure. information together. We're going to bond. And that's why we created WooCamp. We actually created that Women of Color Automotive Network to be able to have an industry and a tribe of sisters yes. around the country, yes. women in this industry who can be friends, share information, empower each other, talk about the hardships. And it has been such a beautiful thing. And in a safe space. And you did it in 2020. 
and a time that it was critically needed, right? That safe environment was needed. Yes. Absolutely. So as I continue to work with my black and brown sisters and brothers, I am, you know, I, I find it my duty to make sure that any mm. had coming up that I pass on and that I share the wins, I share the, the struggles, I share the challenges so that yeah. they're better prepared for what's coming for them. And that hopefully yeah. it can be easy. And even though I walk through the door and Carrie went through the window, window. we hope somebody else is going to be building the house. There and we go. Building the there house, we go. All eat, right? Because we have to come in because it's going to be a, it's going to be a, the cookout. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, Erica, absolutely. Absolutely. And that with your last words there, that's a beautiful way for us to close this. Absolutely. Went through the window. You came to the door. The next thing we're going to build a house and we cooking out. Absolutely. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. So look, for those of you, black and brown women, that's who we're servicing. That's the focus of these lives and my podcast. You know, if you're catching this on the replay, please send us your comments. I would implore all of you to go Google Wokan. If you're part of the automotive industry, frankly, I, I would tell you that whatever industry you're in, you're going to benefit from being part of that tribe, part of that community. Uh, if you're a black and brown woman, Erica, it has been such a pleasure. I knew this time was going to fly like crazy. It's been <laughs> such a pleasure for sharing your experiences. Thank you so much for being a guest today. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much, Linda. Take care, everyone. Until next time. If you found this podcast empowering and are ready to master the skill that can take you anywhere, get my free guide, Workplace Confidence, in the resources section of this episode.